Hey guys, welcome to the Ashley Hand Show. I'm your host, Ashley Hanawacker, an online branding and marketing strategist, author, speaker, and influencer. And I'm taking you behind the scenes with some of the most powerful, successful, influential entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on this planet about all things business, marketing, and mindset. My mission is to educate and inspire you through sharing valuable insights, tangible tools, and actionable strategies to help you amplify your business, your life, and your results so you can be the best version of you. Geez, where do I even begin with Joel Brown? He is the real deal, you guys. Super authentic, genuine, comes from a place of service, comes from his heart. And he's really well known as the founder of the number one motivational website, addictedtosuccess.com, which has achieved over 200 million views. And he's received multiple million dollar offers for this website and turned them all down to continue to pursue his vision and continue to grow his company. And he has a social following of over two and a half million He travels the world coaching thousands and thousands of people to really stand in their vision for success so they can turn their dreams into a reality. Joel has been featured in the new hit movie, Think and Grow Rich. Like I said, he hosts the podcast Addicted to Success, which has received over 2.2 million downloads. He sat with thought leaders such as Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Gabby Bernstein, Gary Vaynerchuk, Jay Shetty, and so many more. Get out a pen, get out a paper, and get ready to meet Joel Brown. Joel, I am so excited that we're doing this because we've been talking about this for a while, Mm -hmm. and we're finally sitting down and doing it. And I truly believe that what we're about to dive into is probably one of the most powerful tools a person can have to create a life they love, to generate the results that they want in their life. And you're the perfect person to talk about this because you created massive results in your life using this tool, which is mastering your 10-year vision. I thought you were gonna say hacky sack skills. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can talk about that later if you want. (laughs) So yeah, getting clear on your vision, mastering your 10-year vision, and uh, you've spoken on stages all across the world about this very topic. So Mm. for those of you listening, take so much notes, get out a pen and a paper, because Joel's about to drop in and give you guys so much value bombs, and you'll wanna take notes, because he's gonna share techniques, tactics, all the things he does to create a powerful vision. So. Before we get into that though, I would love for you to share where you came from, like share your journey and also the vision that you created for yourself, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, great question. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. We've talked about it so much together. Uh, So a good 10 years ago, I remember I was sitting in the room uh, in Perth, Western Australia in a sales uh, room and I had a guy by the name of Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street standing right in front of me and this isn't Leonardo DiCaprio this is the original Wolf of Wall Street and he was standing in front of me and I remember him saying that the only thing standing between you and your dreams is the bullshit story you keep telling yourself as to why you can't achieve it and that really triggered something in me because I had all these like aspirations I love reading self-development books I was uh, interested curious as to what it meant to be an entrepreneur. And I loved sharing things that I found really useful with others. And when he said this, I really had to 
challenge myself and go, well, what am I holding myself back on? And what is it that, this is a great question you got to ask yourself, and I, I do it all the time. It's what's blocking me and stopping me from already being there, mm. right? And I had to ask myself, what's stopping me? It was the fact that I didn't have enough clarity, I didn't have enough focus, and I wasn't holding myself accountable enough in my life. And that day, he challenged the room to cast a 10-year vision for success. Now, when I was in high school, uh, I didn't enjoy my experience in high school. I got bullied quite a lot. I dropped out of high school in year 11, so I was 16 years old. And I always used to just pair this idea of writing things down with schoolwork. So I never really took a chance outside of high school to write things down and really place bets on myself. And this day, I couldn't go anywhere. I was cornered in the room. We had to cast our 10-year vision. And he asked me, do you have goals? And I was really scratching my head on this one. I was thinking to myself, well, there's a couple of things I want to inspire for, but I didn't feel like it was big enough. And he said, look, goals are good for short-term achievements, mm -hmm. but a vision is great for long-term success. And if you're thinking big, I'll, I challenge you to think bigger. Create something that's fun, that's exciting for you to work towards. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think if you're listening right now, the idea of casting a 10-year vision may seem a little bit scary, mm -hmm. right? A little bit overwhelming. Uh, what I had to do was I had to sit down and go, what is it that I love? What is it that I'm currently good at or willing to work towards to be good at? And what solution do I believe I can bring into the world? And if you're listening right now, I want you to write those questions down. What are you good at? What do you love? And what solution will you bring to the world? Three really important questions. Now, I answered those questions. What I was good at was I knew that I was good at networking. I knew that I was good at promoting things. I used to work in the music industry. I just found little leverage points. I, I knew how to find win-wins. And for you, it may be something else. It may be that you're a great researcher. For you, it may be that you are a great speaker. Maybe you have these insights around health where people are like, wow, how do you even know that about me? There's something about you that you have been gifted that you mm -hmm. can tap into right now. And it's something that you're good at, right? Something that you're efficient at. Now, what you love is basically based off your values. I know you have Emil Steenveld on one mm -hmm. of your episodes, mm -hmm. who's also my business partner and one of my best friends. He talks a lot about values. Values are when you're in your values, you are inspired from within. You are in spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference between inspiration and motivation is that motivation is when we go for that external thing to light us up. And guess what? It's only temporary. It's very fleeting. And it's determined by the outside things to mm. move us. Yep. Now, when you're aligned with your values and you're congruent with them, you're rock solid in them, you are now on fire. You are, it's like this internal torch that's lit from within. Mm -hmm. So the I had fire to fire really of your clear. desire. Exactly. You got <laughs> it, right? So I had to get really clear on, okay, I'm good at networking and uh, promoting. I'm, I love uh, self-development, contribution, teaching, and business. And then the last thing, what solution will you bring to the world? Well, I paired that teaching with, I wanted to really go in, find some of the gems, some of the tools, some of the tips, the tactics, the strategies that I saw so many people that were playing at a high level, achieving and were, were using to be able to get there. I jumped in, like kind of like the Indiana Jones of self-development. I started <laughs> digging and finding the gems and then sharing that with the world. And so that was the day that I birthed the idea of addictedtosuccess.com. And I started mapping it in my vision. And I didn't just focus on my business. I focused on uh, family and friends. I focused on uh, career in itself. I focused on uh, physical environment where I wanted to live. I focused on uh, my health, my fitness. Mm 
there were so many different areas I started focusing on. And if you have a look at your life in general, you may be really good at business, but you may be neglecting your family and friends. Mm -hmm. So is that success, right? You got to ask yourself that question. Mm -hmm. So everything is touching everything mm -hmm. ultimately. And so it's about not creating balance in your life, spinning plates. It's about creating harmony so that the tide rises and lifts you at once and, and you get to bring everyone else with you. So, so important. And that was huge for me that day. Really how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And I actually really love what you said about like how you have what you're good at and what you love because just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it. And a lot of people right. think just because they're skilled at something that they should do it. So really tying in your values and what you love, that's mm. so key. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have this saying with uh, a lot of my coaching clients. I have a number of people that come to me. You may be listening right now and thinking to yourself, well, I haven't started my business yet. I'm working in nine to five. Uh, but how do I get out of this? And when do I get out of this? My big measurement would be, and, and this could be personal for you, you decide where that point is. But for me, I had this, what I call a condition within myself, a second condition, and, I, and a negotiation with myself where I said, if I match, when I match 70% of my side hustle, my real passion project, which was addicted to success, with my full-time income, that's when I go in and tell my pain in the Ooh. ass boss, it's costing me too much to be here. I love that. Because right? there's that 30% hunger that I have. I'm like, yeah. now I can put more time. I was only putting four hours a day in creating addicted to success. And, and I knew, like we were reaching about a million, uh, no, about half a million views a month. And I was like, man, I know I want to get within my vision. It says at least 1.5 million to 2 million views a month. So I knew that something had to shift. And that was the driver. It was a driver in me. And because I knew the other parts of my life that were going to light up as I increased, it that just became such an, a massive inspiration for me. Mm, that's so key. I love that. And so many people have that question. It's like, when do I leave? Like, when do I go? And that's a really great way to say, okay, once you hit this point, like having a target yeah. and then yeah. moving over and doing what you love full time. Absolutely. That's what you did. Yeah. So would you say when we talk about getting clear on vision, yeah. you're, when you were going over the three things, are those what you do to get clear with your vision, when, what you're good at, what you love? And yeah. And what solution will you bring, what to, solution the will yeah. you bring to the world? There, there's three. That was what I was challenged with 10 years ago. And since then, I've been teaching the vision process for, for the last seven years, like really going in on mm. it. For the first few years, I was trying to work it out myself, right? I was testing it. And for the last seven years, I've sat down with over 400 people one-on-one -on -one and taught them how to do their 10-year vision process. And we have some of my students are literally achieving their third and fourth year vision within the first year. Like wow. this is how insane the vision process is. Like I, I live it and breathe it. And it's undeniable to me that when you start living a life of intention, things start to really move mm -hmm. because most of us are unconsciously bouncing through life like a pinball in a pinball machine, right? That was me. <laughs> yeah. Like the walking yep. dead. We're just asleep at the wheel. The walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a sight. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love for you to speak on your vision because you shared it with me. But remember when you casted your vision and you, I think you achieved it within six or eight years. What was it? Yeah. So I was I was being interviewed uh, quite a few years ago. And uh, this guy by the name of Peter Vug, wrote the book Six Months to Six Figures. Great guy. Uh, and, and, you know, he asked me, Joel, we're six years in. Where are you now in your 10-year vision? And in that moment, because I hadn't looked at my 10-year vision for at least about six months. And I was going through it like mentally through my head. And I was like... 
dude, I'm like 95% into my 10th year and we're only six years in. And I think that was a time when it really hit me that I was like, more people need to do this. Mm. You know? So you were 95% hitting your 10 year vision at six years? About 95, 97% wow. in. Like there were a couple of things and I really want to stress this, this is really important, that not every single thing in your vision needs to be manifested. For all you perfectionists out there. <laughs> I needed to hear that. I, and I know because you're a, you're a hustler, you're a hardcore entrepreneur like me. And, and sometimes we do do that. You know, we have these huge expectations on ourselves. And uh, one of the things I, I challenge people on all the time is let's go for great and excellent. doesn't have to be perfect. That name shouldn't even exist in the dictionary, to be honest. Yep. Right? As humans, we can't create perfect. There's perfect things in the world, but we can't create perfect. We can create great and excellent. Yeah. You know, and when you start doing that, you start realizing like most of your life experiences are going to be plateaus like that. There's only a certain amount of times in your life where you start to like rocket like Accelerate. that. Accelerate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs think that it's just this climb like this all the time. And I, I'd really say that like it's a delusional way of thinking that totally. there's going to be plateaus. They have to because you've got to pan and you need to oscillate and come down for a bit and give yourself some time to. Those are actually great opportunities. Like I found every time I've hit those like obstacles. Yeah. You can call them obstacles, challenges, whatever. They actually grow me to a, a whole new level that I didn't even realize was possible. So I'm actually super grateful for those moments because yep. they teach us so much. They're, they're soil. You get yeah. buried and then you grow even bigger. <laughs> so, and one thing you said earlier, this was actually in the very beginning, you were talking about the beliefs, like things that you say to yourself that hold you back. Yeah. Like, I, I really want to talk about this because... Yeah. This is something that not a lot of people talk about. They're, they'll love the good stuff. They'll cast the amazing. Like they'll talk about all, everything that they want, yeah. but they're not seeing what's in the way from being that right now, yeah, from yeah, having yeah. that right now, which is what you said. So yeah. really identifying those parts of you that are holding you back. Mm. How, how would you say for a person to, to really come into terms with that and embrace it and let it go? Yeah, that's a great question. I love this. And this is a, a common question that comes up when I do my sessions and there's a number of different reasons why people hold themselves back. The three main limiting beliefs that are running in most people's mind is I'm not good enough, failure and mistakes are bad, and I don't have enough. Mm. Right? That I don't have enough is a huge one for entrepreneurs. If you're listening right now, you probably relate because it's you ex You get to a point where you exhaust yourself because you just feel like you never have enough. Yeah, chasing the carrot. The, what is that? The treadmill with a carrot? Yeah, it is. It's just <laughs> yeah. like that. It's just like that. Uh, and so that shows up quite a lot. I, I was saying to you last night that I was holding a session out here in Bali, uh, running in a retreat and teaching this vision process. And in the room, there were at least about 10 uh, men and women that were over 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I'm too old for a 10-year vision. I'm probably going to die. So, like it was such a morbid conversation. I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to challenge you on this. You're standing here saying... I'm not going to place bets on myself anymore because my experience and my fulfillment in life is determined by my age. Mm -hmm. And and like, I just can't buy that bullshit story. It's such a bullshit story. Totally. And I said to him, well, if you think that you have 10 years left or 15 or whatever it may be, if you are unconsciously floating through life, which we all do, right? 96% of our thoughts are the same as the day before because we're mostly driven by the unconscious. Mm -hmm. Now, that means that you only have 3 to 4% new thoughts each day, okay? So 3 to 4%, little like tiny little shifts here and there, little shifts in experiences. So, so I challenge them, if you start getting intentional in your life and writing things down that you really want and actioning, mm -hmm. because vision is hallucination without execution, right? Which is what Thomas Edison says. 
if you start actioning on these things, you now move your conscious thoughts and decisions and new thoughts that create change to not just three to four percent, but six to eight percent. And I and I asked them, why would you, if you only had ten years left in your life, minimize the fact that you could be doubling your income, doubling your network, doubling your experiences? doubling just everything across the board. Why would you deny yourself of that? Mm-hmm. And there's an urgency factor there too. Big so time. They big have time. way it's more. such a great motivation. Yeah. yeah. And and also, it's there's also the other side of the token, people that are, you talked about this too, that are too young, that think they're too young for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that many times before. Yeah, I used to say that. Yeah. And that's also a bullshit story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, at the end of the day, these are really powerful beliefs. Because mm. if we, and we talked about this last night, is like, it doesn't matter how much we put ourselves out there, how much action that we take, if the core beliefs we're carrying with us don't match our intention, don't match our vision. Yeah. So if yeah. we're thinking like, for example, a woman who's older thinking that she's, there's no way I'm too old to meet my Prince Charming. Like I'm too old to be in love. It's too late now for me. That's what's going to show up for you. Yeah. You're going to have a filter like goggles on your face everywhere you go. And even if the perfect Prince Charming was standing in front of you, you wouldn't see him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your perspective is, well, it needs to be a certain way. But, you know, that's what I was saying last night. Like it has to catch you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Like be open to the the incredible opportunities around you and see what happens. Like a lot of people shut themselves off. And they deny themselves because they keep justifying the BS stories in their mind. Mm-hmm. Just on that note of age, I want to bring this back up. I remember when we first met, we had this conversation. It was a little while back. And I challenged this thought around age. And, I, and basically what it is, is you've got a 22-year-old, okay, that is going to die in a horrific accident in two years' time. And then you have a 60-year-old that will die of natural causes at 96. And then the question is, who's older? And I want you to think about it right now. Like start, like think, okay, who's actually older? 22 year old that's gonna die in two years or six year old that's gonna die of natural causes in 96? Sitting there thinking about it, oh. And you can get like super conceptual about it. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that, right? And all these theoreticals. But really, if you look at it like this, Time is just a calibration of change. That's really what it is, if we can really measure it in that way. I like way. that. Yeah, and, and then if we look at the 22-year-old, he's reaching the end of his life. He's dying in two years. But then you have the 60-year-old that's going to live to 96. He has another 36 mm. years on top of his life. So he's still younger. And then the next question I would challenge you with on top of that is, do you know when you're going to die? You don't. So we don't really know how old we are. Yep. It's like we could keep plugging on and you're saying last night we've got these this technology and this incredible things found in science. We could even live possibly to 150. So yeah, it's totally possible. Jump in, like place bets on yourself. The the vision process, this is what it brings into your life and it did for me, is the first thing it does is it brings in focus. Now a lot of people get overwhelmed, they think they've got to, you know, invest in stocks, they've got to buy into real estate, uh, they need to launch a podcast, they need to write a book, they need to uh, create a YouTube channel. They're shooting on themselves. <laughs> right, <laughs> should, do this, should do that, right? So they don't know what to focus on. And the reason being is because they're thinking so one-dimensional. But when you start really mapping out what are the things you really want in life, I don't mean just what do you want, what do you really want in life? There's a difference in that, in that question. And there should be a difference in your answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really getting clear on, okay, well, if I answered all of those areas of life, the eight areas of life, and I, I can uh, share them with you on the page. We'll break that down what the yeah. eight areas are under the description. Uh, but really go into that and then realize that ultimately when you start living with that intention, 
your the dots start to connect and your experiences start to build and every time that you stand up and you start walking and stepping into the things you know that you're desiring to focus on and you start creating that clarity because you're moving mm. and you start trusting yourself more because you're now holding yourself accountable and, and, and letting other people know what your vision is so they hold you accountable now you start to build this confidence that you've never had before mm. and that's what happened like i literally feel like when i started walking like trees would part like world <laughs> would split like people would just move out the way that weren't supposed to be there and people that were like came to me it was insane what happened because i you were in alignment conviction alignment mm -hmm. there you go so yeah i mean i don't know how much i need to promote the fact that <laughs> the process is great we know i'm a promoter by heart but <laughs> so so I, i'm really excited to dive into the steps here like yeah, yeah, how to cast a vision but before we do that too i don't want to just dismiss the limiting beliefs so for those of you listening get conscious of get aware of your limiting beliefs write them oh. down because the more awareness you have yeah. the more power you have over them the more you can change yeah. them because you're aware of them when they come up so get super clear on that as joel said it's super important so that we can eliminate those replace them and yep. move powerfully forward in alignment with our vision yep. and, and the thing too on top of it because i think it's really important is we have to accept the things that we have been suppressing for so long in our life like for me i remember sitting in the room that day with jordan belfort and i'm just getting real and raw i remember sitting and looking okay i wrote down i want i will be i i, wrote, I will not i want to be i wish it's it's you, there's power in your mm. words your words become worlds right and i wrote down i will become a powerful inspirational speaker i will be speaking on stages with your tony robbins and jack Caff and grant and i've done all those things i've been on movie sets with them and stages it's coming to fruition but i remember writing those things down and then there was this like little like Eh, like that imposter that we talk about right where mm. it comes in it's like uh, are you worthy of that like why me right and and the reason being is there's two worlds that exist within us there's the aware and the unaware right which is the conscious and the unconscious yep. and it, no matter how much you say oh, i'm going to build a business i'm going to do this and that if the other part of you the unaware part goes eh, you don't deserve that that's not happening then guess what if that's more powerful than the aware that really wants the business it's going to win Sabotage. People, yeah, well, people say, this is the thing, they say self-sabotage. But the truth is, there is no self-sabotage because it's you're always getting what you want. It's like which part of yourself is actually getting it. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to create change, our thoughts have to be more powerful than the emotion and the feeling in our body. Emotions are great. They drive us in so many different ways and they, they're signals for us to pay attention to things. Sometimes that signal is, is a BS story that's trying to hold you back. So when your thought, which is what you write down on the vision and you start mapping out a game plan, becomes more powerful than the bullshit story, yep. you override that. Yeah. Yeah, thoughts are powerful. They create feelings. If we yep. think a thought over and over again, like it's going to trigger a feeling inside of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I love that. Okay, cool. Awesome. So so now that we've covered limiting beliefs and bullshit strategy. stories. Strategy. Let's do strategy. <laughs> yes, let's get into the juice. So where do we start? How do we okay. get, how do we start casting this long 10-year journey? Question. All right, here we go. So uh, over the years, I've worked out ways to really break this down so it's simplified and it's really powerful. Uh, and so I'm writing a book on this right now. My, my vision book has taken me a few years to write. Uh, and I'm really happy it has because I've experimented with so many people. And I used to teach the vision process in a way where you just write the whole thing out in one sitting. Mm. And I realized that some people could do it, but most people were struggling and were challenged because they felt so overwhelmed. That would be me, right. for sure. Most people, yep. yeah. So, so what we do is we break it down. We can compartmentalize it by really looking at like how do we chunk this so it's 
measurable and achievable in a way where it's not overwhelming. And I've created this formula, this system, and I break it down into three areas. The first one is the skeleton of your vision. Okay, skeleton is just dot points like this, and it's five dot points in each, eight, in each area of your life, which is the eight areas. Okay, business and career, finance, uh, romance, health, uh, self-development, physical environment, and family and friends, right? And then what we do is we then go into each one, make sure we got the dot points, but on top of the dot point, we need to make sure that every time you make a statement, it's I am, which are two really powerful words, right? Okay. When you say I am, you're pulling it into the present of who you are. It taps into your identity. It gets mm -hmm. you to speak into that. And then on top of the I am, you want to make sure whatever your statement is that you have on the back end of that, I, I call this a positive justification. I remember interviewing Dr. Joe Dispenza. This was like three or four years ago. And I was telling him the process that I go through with the vision, uh, vision process. And I asked him, what would your feedback be? I ask a lot of these people like Tony Robbins and, and uh, Jack and all these guys. I ask them all the time, what, what would it be? What, how would you improve the process? Because mm -hmm. I really want this to be something that re is really powerful. And Joe said, I like the fact that you have your I am statements. He said, but here's the thing. Affirmations aren't as effective uh, if you just say like, I am this, I am that, I am that. It's not powerful enough because you could sit there and go, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. But your autonomic nervous system goes, eh, bullshit. Yep. You're not. It, mm -hmm. It's like you, not got believing a it. you got a dollar in your bank account right now. You are not a millionaire. So then every time you do that, you feel disempowered. And that was actually a justification of why they're not what you just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Okay, yeah. let's go but, into and it. And they're buying it, right? This is the thing. But then when you go like this, and I, th this is all about negotiating with your mind and it's playing as a team member, right? Like teaming together. Now, if I say I am a millionaire and then I add to it the positive justification, which is the opposite of what when people go, but yeah. this or because <laughs> that, and whatever their excuse is, if a positive one is, is something positive. So you go, because... I know that with this money that I receive, I am able to build a business that impacts lives and also contribute to the foundations that I know are overlooked and are needed in this world to create impact, love, and oneness, right? So that there in itself now becomes really powerful and your autonomic nervous system is about to go, but then it goes, oh, wait a minute, huh? Okay, that's what we're doing. That's a game plan. It's not right now. Mm. It could be right now, but it's the game plan that we're going to step into to now start shifting into that space so just that simple exercise in itself you just did the skeleton on the 10-year vision and wrote out your five points under eight areas and did your i am statements and and you put in the positive justification that in itself is going to empower you in a way you've never never felt empowered before mm. so with those justifications you would say it's more like the why that i'm doing it or it's why because that sounded yes. like the why that i'm yes. doing it yes because so if you why. understand the benefit of it, I always get people to write down the benefits of their goals. I get people to write okay. down the benefit of them launching a business rather than them, their mind buying into BS stories and pulling them out of the idea of launching their business. It gets people into action when they know the benefit and it gets them committed to the goals. I, yeah, and I think it's even beyond benefit. It's, it's that purpose, like that deep purpose of yeah. why do I want this? Yeah. Yeah. And no, people don't really ask themselves that ever. Yeah. Like, why do I want it? Like, why do I want to be successful? Mm -hmm. Why do I want to be in a relationship? Yeah. You know, we don't ask ourselves these questions. So that, I love that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, I mean, we're meaning machines, right? We give meaning to everything. Most of the time we're giving meaning to things that are negative and disempowering. Why not give it to things that could be building our life up? Mm. You know, so that's the skeleton process. The next stage is the meat of the vision. Now the meat is going to be more detailed. And 
I've added something into my, my formula and my system. And that is that when you get really clear on the four dimensions of your life that are going to empower your vision the most, this is going to add extra juice to the vision process. Now, I've interviewed hundreds of successful people around the world. And what I found was there were patterns, underlying patterns of things that they were doing that were supercharging their life. And so I found that across the board, on average, there were these four dimensions that kept showing up. The first one was values. Every time I'd ask them, what do you value most? They knew straight off the top of their head, this, 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 this. They could list like three values or five values that they lived by, right? They were in spirit, they were aligned. Mm. The second thing that they knew about themselves was the second dimension was their beliefs that were strong in their beliefs. They believe I am a charismatic, powerful speaker. I am a, a, an epic uh, writer. I am an articulate uh, speaker and connector, right? So they, they just knew these things about themselves and lived and breathed it, okay? Mm. Became part of their identity. Mm. And then we had habits. Now, every single successful person I interviewed had really powerful habits. They either med meditated and prayed or they uh, would uh, go to the gym and work out. Uh, they would do their to-do list uh, the night before so it would clear their mind so that that way in the morning they like jumped up and they knew exactly what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them also had a habit of networking, connecting, making sure that they're continuing to catch up and have meetings and creating more opportunity. And there are a number of others as well. I shot a video of this on YouTube, you'll find it's called the $7 million Habits. I broke them all down. Uh, and then the last dimension is skills. What skills would you have to hire or acquire to live in the ultimate version of yourself five years or 10 years from now? Depending on if you're doing a five-year vision or a 10-year vision. Mm. Um, sometimes a certain skill may not be our genius. There's no point in us wasting time in it. So we, we up-level in our own skills to get paid more to then pay someone else in that other skill to be able to build Revolving. that part of your business. And yep. like, it's so funny, Ash. Like, we've been so conditioned by the schooling system that if we fail at a grade, we're punished for it. Whereas it's so different when you come out of school, the game changes. You don't get punished for it. There are certain things that may be challenging, but there's way more ways that you can achieve uh, in your life, right? It's not just based off like markings on a paper. There's so many different moves you can pull. Yep. And then on top of that, we're told in school that we have to be great at maths, great at science, great at English. We have to get A's in all these things to pass in flying colors. And what if I'm really freaking good at English which is like, that's like a superpower in itself based off what we can do in this world today just with that skill set, mm -hmm. right? But then my friend Tom is amazing at science and then Susan over there is amazing at biology, right? And then I can ask them, hey, can you sit my test and we can get this grade together? If school allowed you to do that, mm. that would basically be like entrepreneurship, right? Because yeah. we get to do that when we get out of school and a lot of us don't know that we try and, which is what I did for so long is I had a Superman complex, when I came out, I was like, I have to do all of this myself. Mm. And it was a perfectionist too. It was like, I have to do it, it all myself. I can't break off a piece of the pie for anyone else. It's part perfectionist, part controller. Oh yeah. It's because we're like, <laughs> I, I'm the one that can do it the best. No one else can do it. I don't trust yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. else to do these things. Yeah. But like letting go of control is where yeah. we rise. We rise yeah. every time we let go of control. Yeah. We were talking about, we talk about this all the time staying in your genius yeah like staying in your genius don't do things that bog you down that dilute your power oh yeah yeah and so many of us do that especially entrepreneurs just starting out it's like w that's when we're, we're doing everything in the beginning because we're just starting out when right. we get to the point of start starting to build that success we're like having trouble letting go of things because it's our baby yeah yep that's so true it's so true and the name of the game is whoever stays in their lane the longest wins mm. we forget that so much we're comparing you keep what happens when you're driving in a lane and you're looking at someone else 
there's a chance you crash because you're not paying attention to your lane. Mm, it's where you're where you're directing your vision. Absolutely. Yeah, so powerful. Mm-hmm. So what is like the what? So we talked about all these steps. What is like the final piece and really tying it in and, and creating? Oh, one thing too, before we go there, yeah, you yeah. talked about habits and I wanted to go into that because I think, I think this is really important as you're setting up your vision. So this is something like as you're living it after yeah. you create it, like really creating those powerful habits. And even so like we have habits all the time, like all of us have habits and most of them are unconscious. So it's about really creating conscious habits i call them rituals because it sounds better Mm -hmm. (laughs) like conscious rituals that we're doing every single day that are in alignment with our vision so i would love for you to share a little bit on that and like things that you do in your life for sure yeah yeah let's go into that just before i do i just want to make sure that like everyone that listens if you're listening right now just note that the those four dimensions i shared if you inject them into the meat of your vision you're really going to pump it up right and then on top of it is what i call the skin of the vision that's a final stage and that's forever going like you're always refining your vision over time your vision never is like complete it's Mm -hmm. a work in progress uh and it just keeps you accountable to yourself and it keeps you excited like write a vision that's really exciting for me and i'm going to swing it back to this this habit conversation i think it's really important that we step into that is that i found that the more i committed to my vision the more i started trusting myself so my belief increased i started realizing wow i can actually manifest things in my life Um, with action not just like sitting and waiting for it to come it's the law of intention not the law of attraction you can bind the both match the frequency of what it is that you you desire to get and also go to it as well amazing Mm -hmm. stuff happens. law of attraction with action yeah exactly right law of attraction law of intention and then with that what happened was i realized that when i created my vision and started actioning on it was that what i was really doing was I was mapping a game plan and committing to stepping into an identity which was higher than myself. And the only way you can really form a strong identity is by increasing your beliefs through taking action and, f- and creating new reference points in your mind by learning new things, being mentored, reading books, stepping up and doing the tough things when, when, it's, when you like faced with fear and just turning your fear into fun, right? To the point where you become efficient in it. Doing it anyway. Doing it anyway, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And then pairing that with habits. Now your habits forms your identity in itself because here's an example. Every day when I get up, if I make my bed, some, something so simple as just making my bed, I'm training and teaching and telling myself that I'm an organized person. And that leaks into every area of your life. You said how you do one thing is how you do most things, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's what it is. And, and you want to be able to, to keep like focusing on how do I create those little 1% shifts? Because this compounds over time. Yep. I want you to think right now, if you're listening, where were you five years ago or 10 years ago? Even before self-development, before even listening to podcasts like this, where were you? There must have been massive shifts in your life when you started really focusing on your, like you're saying, conscious rituals. And, and really going in on yourself and going, well, how can I really live my life in a better way? And not expecting it to happen overnight, but the progressive change. And that's why the vision process is such a great thing because it just keeps you accountable to, to, to continue to step into evolution. And I love what you said about progressive change because this yeah. takes time. And what people will do is because, well impatient people like myself will be like <laughs> we'll be, <laughs> we'll be like okay it's not happening yet why is that because it because it's like we have that we just want the results you want to see it now yeah, so yeah. being patient staying committed mm. no matter what because stuff's gonna come up along the way oh, for sure and as long as we're staying true and committed to our long-term vision which is why it's so important to have a vision 
because we have something to stay committed to to keep us going in, al yep. in alignment yep yep well and, and the thing too on top of that i love that you went there you know there's like a saying that's like god will never give you something that you can't handle yes i love I like, that okay thing. cool well i'm gonna be challenged <laughs> i like to flip the coin on that and go if you think of it in this way maybe god's not bringing things into your life and blessing you with certain things because you're not ready to get it yet like yes. you haven't become the person you need to become to get it yet it's like i wrote out on my vision these things i really wanted and i knew there was going to be challenges but i was like but i also need to be able to match the frequency of that in order to be able to receive it and to not even just receive it ash to hold it yeah like, i made money so quick at one point i remember in one week i made six figures i was living in santa monica in california and i hadn't like spent money on myself for like at least a year and I made six figures in one week doing this mastermind launch, teaching people branding and marketing and everything else. And, and I remember the money coming in so quick that I looked at the bank account and unconsciously went, I need to buy something. And I went down to the promenade on Third Street and I started buying just like tons of shoes, tons of clothes, just splurging on everything. And unconsciously, it was going in and going, you've got to get rid of this. I didn't even know it, right? My container wasn't big enough to hold it. Yep. And then I realized later after I come out of it, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not even wearing half of this stuff anymore. And my money's down to a certain number. And we all have these things called conditions within us. And my condition was it needs to be around this price point in order for me to feel like I can manage it's it. It's like a thermostat, an internal thermostat. thermostat. Yeah. So your thermostat doesn't just jump like that. It needs to increase over time. Now, sometimes we do this stretch and it stretches us out to know what's possible. But I think a lot of people have this this like impatience, like you're saying, where they just want like millions straight away. They want the dream straight away. The vision keeps you in a realistic mindset once you've mapped it out and you start actioning it. Mm -hmm. At first, it's a little bit fantasy, to be honest. But when you start actioning it, you start realizing what needs to come into play and you start adding to it and taking things out. And then you go, okay, cool. Now I know this is how I need to move and this is what I should expect more. So your mm -hmm. expectations aren't blown out of proportion and you actually start moving with more of a, more wisdom in your life rather than this like naive way mm -hmm. of thinking success is this like glorious thing you know yeah and i think what you said is just so key for people to get is you could be ready to receive it yep. there's like levels there it's like you're not ready to re receive it so even if it's in front of you or people are trying to give it to you you wouldn't you wouldn't receive it yep. or you could be ready to receive it but then you sabotage it because you're not ready to keep it yeah. And yeah. and that's so important. So that's that's what you experienced. And yeah. it's like when we're conscious of these ways that we sabotage, we can see, okay, what container have I been building? What yeah. can what's my container like? What's my thermostat? Yeah. yeah. These are great questions it's to true. ask yourselves that we don't really ask ourselves often. It's true. And one of the things that will happen in your life, like you live ten years in a 10 year vision, there's gonna be things that will show up that you didn't expect. Mm -hmm. For me, one of them was coming out of a relationship that was a long-term relationship. And at the time I put my identity in successful relationships, successful uh, lifestyle, successful business, successful friends, right? And then when that went, I was like, boom, it shattered my identity in that moment. And I've, I find so many people that I coach on this, they've had moments where their identity has been tested. and. I realized that I had to look at it and go, what would my life look like without having that there and not having like this codependency 
uh, but also being my own individual self. And from then on, when I did do my vision, I created from a very independent place and then found people in my life, friends, uh, family members, uh, loved ones, where I was able to really articulate what it is that I'm achieving in my vision and then going, well, how can we support each other in that? Because mm. if I can clearly convey my message to the world and clearly articulate what it is that I'm striving for in life, the right people start to show up. They start to show up because they know they can support you. If they can't, if they're like, I, I'm not equipped for that, you it's like an unsaid thing when they hear the vision they're like oh, I'm not, well I'm you not become polarizing like yeah. you become like it's magnetism like you're attracting and repelling because you're so strong in yeah. who you are and what you want yep and you start setting boundaries in your life and you go well i know i don't want this in my life like i stopped saying yes to things that i really want to say no to mm. i stopped betraying myself yeah that feeling i don't know if you've ever felt this like this self-betrayal it feels you know it like you feel so disempowered and you feel anxious and you feel like you're losing control in your life it's because you're not in your power you're not in your alignment mm. and i used to do things for the approval of others yes. over and over again and in some sense it was this little gift because like i was like overextending in my business and everything else but then i realized on the back end there's so much more of a cost because long-term play of that is weak it's it, it's it makes you uh get to a place where you start making sloppy moves you know, and for me, I had to get back in my power and go, wait a minute, my identity is this. And I, start, I, kept, I started revisiting the vision again. And I noticed every time I did that, my power came back up. Yeah, and you're, pla you're placing your approval on, like you're wanting approval from somebody else when really External. you're, yeah. yeah, and externally when really you get to approve of yourself internally. Yeah. And that robs you of being able to do that. And that's sexy. When you can do that, that's sexy. <laughs> that's sexy. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> okay, so um, I have an analyzer question. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I'm an analyzer. Give it to me. I can't help it. Um, so when you're talking about the, the five bullet points and you're, you, know, you have the skeleton, yep. do you do it like in time... Uh, like in a timeline, for example, in one year, in two years, in three, do you yeah, break question. it out that way? Well, I challenge everyone to start with a 10-year vision. And like I said, people get a bit overwhelmed. And I say, just make it fun. Like, don't be attached to it having to be perfect. Get to a place where let's just have fun with it, write it out, and see how it feels to begin with. Because it has to feel good. It has to feel exciting. Mm -hmm. Now, when you write that out, the, the key here is, and this is how I learned it from Jordan, was you start with the 10th year, and then the next question is, we, we reverse engineer it. The oh. next question is, what do you have to do in the ninth year to get to the 10th? Mm -hmm. What do you have to do in the eighth year to get to the ninth? And in my book that I'm writing right now, I, I've gone into what is uh, reverse engineering, and software engineers do this. They reverse engineer a product by they find the product that's completed, and they reverse it and go, what was the process? They go all the way back to the moment where they first started with that first letter on the code, right, to develop software. And what's really great about reverse engineering is it finds malfunctions and bugs along the way that could have been avoided. Right, and it also makes you go back through to see if there's any holes in the process. So that's why we we so uh, used to thinking forward. Oh, what's my goal this week? Or what's my goal next year? Or what's that trip I'm going to? Right. So when you have that reverse engineering, it it changes your mindset and your perspective, where you start thinking backwards and going, if I could create something really fun and exciting, but I know it's not here like right now, and that's okay. What would that look like? And then you start working back to this current day. So you mm. go ten year. Some people go ten year, then they go five year. And then they go three year, two year, one year up to this current day. Cool. And I like to share with my students that a great process is you got to work out what your learning type is. Most people are visual. So visually, if that's your thing, 
uh, record yourself reading out your 10 year vision and getting like pumped when you're in that state, like that state of excitement, reading it out and record yourself and then revisit that video every week, every month, every quarter and then like once a year right as you get really good with your vision and very familiar with it mm -hmm. um if you're more like an auditory type of person record it into your phone and your smartphone and listen back to it set it set a, uh, a calendar reminder like once a week once a month once a year to listen back to your vision so you just reignite the flame within and just get back into a good direction and then the other one is obviously writing like i think everyone should write because what happens is it's like journaling you get it out of your head right and you write it down you make that mind body connection mm -hmm. and when it's out of your head and on paper now you've cleared space to create new things in your mind mm -hmm. you know because yep. we only like can focus on a certain amount at a time if we keep looping on the same things we're not creating space for something new mm. so i love the vision process it's going to take you work if you're listening right now you have to commit to this <laughs> yes and i'm challenging you to commit to it because you can keep listening to podcasts you know you can keep reading books that's only the first stage of learning the first stage is knowledge right so knowledge is the first one reading books listening to podcasts watching videos the second one is understanding that's where you get it so much to the point where you can stand in front of a room and teach people and they're like okay i get it which is what we're doing right now it's conceptual the third stage which is the ultimate level of learning is wisdom that's knowledge and understanding applied where you feel it on a cellular level that it becomes this undeniable thing where you become a force to be reckoned with and no one can stop you <laughs> And that's the place that you get into when you are practicing your vision. But you don't get there just by writing it down once and going, oh, cool, I did my vision. Yep. Yeah, getting it in your body. I have to drop bombs on them on that one. <laughs> I, love, no, I love that one. I'm like, ooh, that sounds action, great action, to me. Action, 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 <laughs> Okay, so as much as I hate to say it, it's so funny. As we're talking, I keep thinking, like, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, I want to talk about so that because there's so we much. Have to do a part two. I, I know. Two. I know. It's so good. So um, now that we're nearing the end, I'm sure – all of our listeners, if they don't already know about you, they want to know more about you, they want to connect with you, where do they go to do oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so go to at I am Joel Brown, J-O-E-L-B-R-O-W-N, if you're listening on audio and you haven't seen the title. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at I am Joel Brown on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You can search Addicted to the number two success on YouTube. We've got a number of interviews on there and videos, and the Addicted to Success podcast uh, has been around for quite a few years now. Uh, and obviously addicted to success.com. Uh, but more importantly, Emil Steenveld, who was on one of the other episodes, him and I have been running events out here in beautiful Bali, Indonesia, and running them in other parts of the world. And really this is for, for us is, is our this is our baby. Like this is what f sets us on fire. This has been in my 10 year vision for the longest time. We're living it right now. And we pour our hearts out into it. And it's really about like, not only just like, me writing blog articles or speaking on a podcast but it's me actually getting to meet those people and stand face to face and really see them for who they are to hear their stories and to walk them through breakthroughs and to just be there in that support and that's what i'm living for right now i love that i love being in the room with people ash and can i was just gonna to say our event <laughs> freaking rocked it too <laughs> thank so you thank you for well, being there i was just gonna say uh for those of you listening their events are insanely powerful and I highly, highly recommend that you go because there is something super transformative that happens when you're in the presence, when you're in the work. Like you can read about it, you can watch about it, you can talk about it. But what's really great about their events at Elevate is it's 
super experiential. So they're actually yeah. going in and you're doing the work and it's something so different when you're in the presence of that and being in it and being surrounded with that energy. So you guys have created something so special and I, mm. I'm just so grateful that I was able to be a part of it and see it and witness it and experience it firsthand. Thank you, Thank you for bringing your beautiful energy to the room. <laughs> I had a lot of people come up after and say, man, Ash is a powerhouse. <laughs> you know, so, um, Look, you're in great hands right now listening to this podcast and uh, definitely follow Ash and everything she does because she's only getting better and better in her space. She's already really freaking amazing. So, yeah, Thank I'm happy you, that Joel. we connected. Thank you. I am too. And for those of you listening, um, I really hope that you took notes. If not, you can always hit that replay button, rewind button and Do take it. a bunch of notes. And uh, please follow Joel. He's amazing and follows Addicted to Success account because there's so much motivation, inspiration and actionable stuff in there too. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Joel. I really appreciate you. Thanks a million. Appreciate you too. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Ashley Hand Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who you also think will enjoy it. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the future juicy goodness. Also, if you would leave me a rating or review, I so, so appreciate that. It's how I know I'm providing you with value and it inspires me to keep going and giving you guys this awesome free content. Oh, and if you have an Instagram, come hang out with me over there. If you screenshot this episode and tag me at ashley.hand, I see and read all of those and I love sharing your story post to my story as well. Make it a powerful day and I'll see you on the next episode.